Rules light. Gay heavy. Knees weak. Mom's spaghetti. Listen to us truly earn the explicit podcast tag on Roll Gay Role Play. Where we roll with sass and kick some ass. Our dysfunctional party isn't afraid to get our hands dirty. Feel free to interpret that however you want. So violence is on your gay agenda. Come join our campaign at Roll Gay Role Play. And, and may Yonce be, be with, with you. Hey, Variables. If you enjoy this episode, you're about to listen to of Ronald Reagan and the real October Surprise, our playtest of the New Sound system. If you want to hear the rest of it, you're going to have to be a patron of ours, but you can do that for as low as a dollar. So head over to patreon.com slash control group, join up as a constant variable for $1, and you get all exclusive content. Everything we're going to throw behind the Patreon wall, you can have for as low as a dollar. It'll start here with the rest of Ronald Reagan, real October Surprise, and continue as you'll get early access. Access to every one shot from One Shot of Palooza 2. One Shot of Palooza. Welcome, everybody, to a new season of Control Group. My name is Nicholas Hodge, and I will be a DM for this season, this campaign. We are bringing you. A half-ass satire called President Ronald Wilson Reagan in The Real October Surprise. I'm joined today by a few players. Hey, my name is Marcus. I'm playing Bruce Stormington. I'm Sarah, and I'm playing Lana Lafayette. My name is Dennis, and I'm playing Kent Clark. Uh, My name's Hadley, and I am playing Bill Jenkins. This campaign, we're going to be using our own homebrew called the Newshound Playbook. It's developed uh, from a couple different playbooks we found online. Um, and it is sort of a simple system. Uh, we have four different classes going on, the truth seeker, the skeptic, the disenfranchised, and the theorist. Uh, for us in this campaign, these uh, classes are all, the characters are all divided into a uh, news magnet. Um, we're using a 2D6 system for this. And we also have a fun little caveat going on this time around. We have a compromise system included. And this is uh, that whenever a player critically fails a stat roll, that stat becomes compromised, meaning that player can no longer achieve complete success in that particular stat, and then it gets worse and worse if they keep failing that stat, and it's going to be per session. Uh, so we'll see how if that, if that goes to in everybody's favor. Each of the classes also has a principle attached, and this is an idea, a motto, a life uh, goal that they can invoke throughout the once per session uh, in order to get a plus, fo- plus one forward. All right, I'm going to give you a long monologue invoking the spirit of the campaign. All right, everybody ready? Everybody buckled yeah, let's in? let's go. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Let me get my smoky voice on. New York City, October 30th, 1981. The morning's cold. Colder than usual for this time of year. Another change. One of many changes we've all grown so accustomed to. We're changing. America is changing. And change is good. The lights in your neighborhood market are dim. Perhaps they're waiting. Waiting for the promise of tax cuts and loan programs that will never come, but we don't know that yet. Today, we wait. It's beautiful, really. America is becoming what it's always meant to be. Shedding the fragile cocoon of liberalism and emerging as the perfectly layered, appropriately dressed, God-fearing marvel that we always suspected we could be if we tried just hard enough. All it took was a smile, a calm, Soothing, familiar voice. The voice of a father you never had. A confident hand. All the defining characteristics of our friend, our captain, our greatest president. 
Ronald Wilson Reagan. <laughs> you feel it now, don't you? You're there. There's a subtle spirit in the air, a ghost called 1981, guiding you through the frosty city streets. Ignore the trash littering the alleys, the homeless, the helpless, the un-American bums huddled for warmth at the end of the same alley waiting for a handout. They don't deserve it. Never mind that one of the bums is wearing a suit and looks shockingly like, shockingly like your neighbor. Never mind the men sleeping next to and inside of that trash can. Look away. Look away to the newly installed Catholic mission shining from the opposite street corner. Shining in the shadow of an adult VHS store. From the corner pizza joint, watch the scent of fresh dough and the final chorus of Betty Davis Eyes, that nostalgic hit sung in smoky tones that has spent so many weeks in the music charts. That's real. The trendy song fades, and it's replaced by the first few notes of a new, forgettable single called Under Pressure. You walk past the neighborhood movie theater, proudly, privately owned by the suspiciously Eastern European immigrant and his family who live upstairs. On the exterior market, above a freshly painted hammer and sickle in the words, Fuck Reds, is the title of the next highly anticipated horror sequel, Halloween Part 2. You're starting to get it, aren't you? You're a part of it. This great, na this great nation. How, you ask? All you need to do is close your eyes and believe. Say a prayer. Say no to drugs. Love your parents. Love your country. Love God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit separately but equally. And if you keep your eyes closed, you just might see it. That American spirit spreading its wings over this historic city for the first time in a long time. All thanks to our careful caretaker, the old Gipper, Mr. Ronald Reagan. We find ourselves now in the individual homes of all of the members of the New York's hottest, hot, of New York's hottest gossip magazine, The New York Minute. Uh, let's go around and uh, give me all your, uh, what do you do in the morning? What's your morning routine? Bill Jenkins uh, awakes from a startle. Um, the man is uh, 43 years old, single, has one toothbrush, and hasn't bought toothpaste in about three days now. He wakes up out of bed uh, with, a, uh, with one of those alarm clocks that, like, it's not a digital alarm clock. He hasn't gotten one of those yet. Um... Those are newfangled, yeah. Fangled. Um, uh, but he gets up, he walks over to brush his teeth in the morning. He doesn't use the toothpaste. Like I said before, he's a disgusting person. <laughs> this is going great. All right, um, all right. He goes, uh, <laughs> wakes up, uh, walks over uh, to the uh, fridge, grabs some leftovers from last night's dinner, sits down in front of the television, um, and watches as much TV as he can before he has to get up for work. All right, so Lana Lafayette wakes up in her hip and trendy apartment, walks over to her surprisingly massive closet that should take up half the space, but still manages to work in, work in, the, one, in the uptown one bedroom, finding a nice pair of stiletto heels, those and putting on a nice teal green power suit, power suit with shoulder pads that are small enough to be fashionable, but large enough to be intimidating, before going to, before fixing up her hair in the mirror, pulling back the auburn curls with a matching scrunchie, and sanging it all with about a whole can of Aquanet. Makeup done, she, she breezes out the door and hails a taxi. Kent wakes up in the office of the New York Minute. Uh, he's already there. All he, right. <laughs> he wakes up in a start. He fell asleep the night before. Uh, he's been watching some old tapes uh, for a lead he's been really interested in. Uh, he wakes up with a start and he goes to recheck the tape he was checking last night. 
uh, as he's un- as he's rewinding it, the tape begins wearing thin, and the film destroyed. Uh, he mutters an obscenity uh, and slams into the table. He goes to grab a nearby coffee mug and drinks out of it hastily, before realizing that the night before he had put out his cigarette in that same coffee mug. Uh, he spits it yeah, out. Gross. <laughs> uh, he heads to the the bathroom uh, to take a take a sink bath uh, before people start heading into the office that day. Uh, rubbing the the bags under his eyes. Bruce Storming gets up at 5 a.m. before the sunrise and goes out to pick the newly planted, the the newly grown (laughs) bell peppers from his garden. And as soon as the set of local rabbits and squirrels from the garden across the street, as they start coming up, and picking at the bushes, he's already on the bench watching as they find he set up all of his new harvest of bell peppers in a beautiful placement, a cornucopia of fresh vegetables that he's washed and prepared for them to eat. And one by one, they start picking at them. They they start sharing them with each other and, and bringing them to their, their nests and, and their burrows. And then one last bunny, as they're all scurrying away, looks across, across the street to see just a paper coffee cup on the bench. No one else there. Bruce Storming gets into his car and he starts the ignition and uh, a nice somber tune plays and he turns it off and he drives all the way to work in complete silence. The cars on the street, they're all honking, they're all beeping at each other in, in these violent cacophony, but he doesn't let it bother him. It was like Disney, and then it was, then it was like really dark. <laughs> okay, um, so, uh, Dennis, since you were the first one to, since you woke up inside the office, um, and have you, uh, so you, uh, uh, I assume, go and uh, unlock the door? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or maybe you didn't lock it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what uh, Clark's uh, or Kent. Fuck. Oh God, that's gonna be hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure what uh, Kent's Martinez. Um, so you go unlock um, unlock the door um, and like test the handle and open it just a little mm-hmm. bit, and you see that there is a uh, paper uh, outside the door, just uh, waiting there. Do you pick it up? Yeah. Okay, you pick it up and uh, you turn it over and you're disgusted to see that it's uh, the rival newspaper in the same building. Their front cover for the day. And uh, not the not the main title, but one of like the subheadings for it uh, says, uh, The New York Minute, New York's Hottest Joke. Uh, Kent's actually going to chuckle at that a little bit uh, before taking the, the paper in back with him. It's about this time that... Uh, that the uh, your editor in chief walks through the door, and it is the legendary reporter Leslie Bogdanovich. Leslie Bogdanovich kicks open the door. Good morning, Kent. I see you didn't go home last night. Uh, there's uh, there's no way you could tell that, Leslie. I don't. I just got here really early. Well, you're gonna have to start paying me rent, Kent. Oh God, that rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh, Kent, or I'll take it out of your salary. Uh, very funny, man. Uh, Leslie uh, goes over to uh, his office 
And before he shuts the door, you see him remove from a mini fridge a bottle of champagne and orange juice. <laughs> uh, around this time, uh, I assume everybody else arrives to work. Does everybody else have anything they do before work? Um, I get in my uh, fucking Dodge Dart. Um, and this is, before, this is <laughs> nice. before the recall, so we don't we don't know what's gonna ha- we don't know if what's gonna happen to uh, Bill by like after this campaign. Like, what would you say? Like after the new world. <laughs> Um, but he gets in his Dodge Dart. He has to kick it a couple times to get it to work. Um, and before he goes, he stops at a Mickey D's to go grab a um, to grab a cup of coffee um, before he before he heads in. He's coffee. Love it. Lana gets out of the taxi and pays the barest minimum. <laughs> oh shit! It's a Pinto, uh, not a Dodge Dart. A Pinto. That's the ones that explode. I was gonna say. I was like, I was like, Dodge Dart's a little later, isn't it? I don't know. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Dodge Dart podcast. Okay, um, so you all get into. Uh, I'll walk into the office, and uh, before anybody, as you're setting up in your desks and everything, um, uh, right as you're about to just settle in for the day, Leslie bursts open the door of his office. He's always bursting out of places. Okay, kids, I need a story. A good story. Pitch them to me. What are you working on? I caught a little tip about some drama on the set of the next Star Wars film. When was Star Wars made? But I don't think anybody's (laughs) going to read that. Star Wars is is such a big story, honey. Okay, stick to your lane. Anybody else? Anybody other stories? Yeah, uh, there's a new Picasso. A new Picasso? Like like the man? No. The painting. What do you know about paintings, Bill? Okay, anybody else? I, you put me on the art section. I don't want to hear it. You, I've heard it every day. Every day since you come here. Okay? Nobody wants to read sports, Bill. I'm telling you. I hate this place. There's a new family of opossums that's been set up in the park right d- downtown. A few blocks away from this office. I've been watching them during my commute to work and it seems they've... They've birthed an entirely new opossums? litter. I guess that's Just something. Just as I pass into Write that down. I've... All right. I've, I have brought them a bag of fresh tomatoes. Cherry you tomatoes from my garden. That's really beautiful. Kent, any thoughts? Any, any opinions coming from the opinion section? Uh, Kent's jittering, but he stops it for just a second to take a long drag on his cigarette. As he puffs out the smoke, he only says two words. Tron's real. <laughs> Come again? <laughs> Kent looks at Leslie with a determination and almost anger that you're challenging the idea like it didn't make full sense to begin with. Tron's real. Leslie's gonna nod and he's gonna go back into his office and pick up his uh, cup full of uh, champagne and orange juice. <laughs> And just drink it a couple times and be like, "That's really good stuff, Kent." We're gonna we're gonna get back to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's what they all say. Okay, guys, we need we need gossip. Okay, you know we need we need engaging stories. Okay, I I need to know whether or not the Pope is gay before the Pope does. Okay, 
That's the kind of stories we need to write at the New York Minute, all right? I've been, I've been in every single newspaper column, magazine, uh, behind the camera, in front of the camera, inside of the camera, anywhere. I've been in all over New York City, okay? And nobody can tell the stories that you lovely wackos can tell, okay? Picasso says that the Pope's as straight as they get. I don't want to hear it, Bill. God damn it, I hate this place. <laughs> all right, well, I guess today... You guys can go with the possum story. I can't believe I'm saying this. And I want you all to work together. Okay? We'll have... To work? Yes. To since work I'm sorry, the, what? The possum story? Since none of you... None of you are, seem to be capable of doing your own things. We need a story that we can work on together. It's either a possum thing or you think of something else. You'll close Unless the door. one of those opossums has a Grammy, I'm not touching that story. They actually do. <laughs> Oh, I thought you said granny. They have a very cute grandmother possum in the family. Does she have a fan club? A dedicated following? Has she been on the red carpet? Not the last one, but I am completely dedicated to her. She's been feeding several of her young directly from her so gullet. You're telling me. You're telling me. <laughs> that some guy says Tron's real. Another yeah, person. yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let no, 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 no. Let's get let's get back back, back on that. All right, I, I let you know that the CIA has been able to put an entire man inside of an ethereal thing called the interwebs, and 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 we're just gonna ignore that. Yeah, we're just gonna ignore that. We're gonna go look for a family of a. We're gonna look at possums. We're gonna go look at some possums when there is a man. There's a man stuck in pure energy form somewhere. That sounds crazy. I had a perfectly good tip about Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford having an affair on the set of Star Wars. Is that canon? <laughs> Watch the first one. We knew that. <laughs> Not the characters, the actors. Although, can you really tell? Yeah, it's real easy. <laughs> She's gonna let that go. He did not get the insult. <laughs> uh, I guess Leslie's gonna t t poke his head out through the door again. Clock's ticking, folks. Okay, I really need a story. Okay. Also, hold on, hold on. I'll wheel his chair through the door, like awkwardly, so it, like hits the sides of the door. Okay. I want you guys to work together. Get a story. Bring it back to me. Okay, but not tonight. Tonight. I've been, been invited to a charity event over at the Plaza Hotel. Okay? So it's, it's going to be a lovely affair, and I don't want to see a single one of you over there. Okay? I get one night away from you. You're like my children that I never had. I don't want to see any of you over there. Table talk? Table talk? It sounds like that we need to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe you need to decide on what uh, story you're going to chase together. Guys, we got to go to that party. All right, yeah, I, I feel like the plan is to go bust Leslie's balls at this event at the plaza today. Uh, <laughs> we still, we still got about, and he, Kent's going to look at his watch, 12 hours until that happens. <laughs> so what are we going to do for the next 12 hours, people? It's the place of business, okay? We just we keep working. Work on our stories. Work on our stories. Yeah, is there a time jump aspect to this <laughs> tabletop role game? Well, if you, it sounds like you all decided that you don't want to do a story together. So if you want to do your own stories, I guess we can. <laughs> all 
I want to start with the Tron is real one. <laughs> All right. Dennis. I was actually going to switch over to possums. Oh. Oh. convinced. Yeah. If you could find a way, this is a tip like, if you could find a way to relate Tron to animals, he'll do it. <laughs> Let's, I think we should do the opossum story. <laughs> I'll do the, I'll do the I'll do the possum story, but I'm not gonna like it. Cut to the <laughs> Central Park. <laughs> God damn it! Where we see Bruce Stormington taking point inside of a bush, hiding behind the bush. And the possums are gathered around a large tree uh, a few yards away. He looks up, looks to his right, looks to his left, into the bush, and sees that no one else has joined him in the bush. They're all standing outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I go back to them. All right, as you can all tell, at this time of day, there's far too many people around for the new family of opossums to make themselves known. But all we have to do is go to my garden. We need to get fresh vegetables for them to eat. We need to get fresh grains for them to graze on. And we I've need... Right here. You've got what? I've got the veggies right here. I did a little bit of research before we before we came. I've got a bunch of fresh vegetables right here. We I, also need water. I've already. I'll, he takes off his backpack. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be a. He takes out his his newsy bag, and <laughs> he's like, "I stopped at the What's I a stopped at the bodega before we moved <laughs> before we came here. I figured, you know, you know, I don't I don't seem like the kind of guy that's prepared, but." I figured we'd need water for ourselves, but if they, the, the opossums need the water, they can drink it too. I snatch it out of his hands and I look him in the eye. They need it more than we do. Okay. All right, well, uh, Bruce, uh, go ahead and, and uh, make an action roll uh, to feed these possums. All right, <laughs> that's my zero. <laughs> that's my zero. <laughs> we'll see how well you do. Uh, six. Six, nice. <laughs> No, not they fail. <laughs> not not at all, actually. <laughs> so uh, around the area, you'll see that um, there's several different other news teams uh, just doing live reportings in <laughs> Central Park. Not about the possums, about stuff that matters. <laughs> uh, so you'll see them around and around. There's people like feeding pigeons, classic classic stuff. There's people protesting the government. Uh, people with a uh, Reagan's face on on. Uh, wooden boards with uh that are about to be lit on fire classic new york 1981 did i succeed anyway (laughs) so (laughs) we'll see bruce dorrington what's your go-to in approaching these these possums how do you how do you how do you an animal expert approach possums? well i know that you have to bait them out see if if opossums see you coming or if, if they're startled they'll play dead they won't run away they'll just drop so you kind of can startle them a little bit. It's okay. But then you just you just leave the vegetables there and wait for them to graze. Now, if I did fail, I'm going to use my skill, Lady Luck, to re-roll. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, uh, we'll see Bruce crawl into the bush and then immediately fall forward <laughs> and freeze. As his, and he checks to make sure he hasn't startled the possums. Then go ahead and re-roll. I got a nine. Nice. <laughs> okay, so we'll see Bruce expertly sneak up on these Central Park possums. On the Central Park possums. <laughs> what was your goal here? You just wanted to feed it, them? Yeah, you t- yeah. 
<laughs> was, that, was that the whole story? Was no, just uh, no while they graze, now we can uh, take notes and pictures. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to take, who's taking Make pictures? Make sure that you get the granny. They do have a granny who's been feeding several of her young from her gullet. I brought my camera and my newsy bag. I'm going to take my camera out. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to look for the granny. <laughs> what, what, what does it take to look for this granny? Is it an analytic? How would, uh, yeah, yeah. Do a, do, yeah, do a, analysis. Do an analysis Is it technical? <laughs> do an analysis roll so you can figure out which one's the granny. While he's doing this, uh, Kent yeah. and, uh, Lana, how you feel about this situation? Uh, Kent's, Kent's walked away a while ago. <laughs> Um, he he thought it was Same. fruitless because opossums are nocturnal animals, uh, and we're there at like eight a.m. in the morning. Um, but he he's over on a bench and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's he seems like he's musing to himself about the opossums being uh, nocturnal and the fact that it, that they wouldn't even be real opossums anyway. I mean, everyone knows that you know Reagan has replaced all the opossums with security cameras. And he's secretly <laughs> recording us. <laughs> we pan a little to see, like, an eight-year-old girl on the bench next to him who is just enjoying her day off from school, uh, who's just forced to listen to this man. Oh, so you're saying all that? Yeah, saying all that. He's talking to the eight-year-old girl. <laughs> the eight-year-old girl is like, you're sure smart, mister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, you, you'd think Leslie would take appreciation of that, but he doesn't, all right? I tell him, I tell him today, I tell him today. Tron is real. And you know what they say to me? Let's go to fucking Central Park to follow some opossums. Wow. Can you give me $20? Yeah, 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 kid. And he, he instantly reaches in his pocket. Uh, and Lana, what, what are you doing? <laughs> $20 in 1980 is like 40 bucks. This kid knows what she wants. Lana, what are you up to? Um, Lana's going to be sort of off to the side of Kent watching that go down before going back to her little notebook of celebrity gossip tips. And she's going to cross out the Carrie Fisher Harrison Ford affair because she doesn't get to write about it. You seem to have the most wits about you. Make an analysis. All right. Oof, that's going to be a four. Oh, damn. Dangerously close to failure. There are no famous people in New York. <laughs> Okay, uh, Adley, what you get on your analysis? I got a nine. I, I found okay. that granny. Well, you'll lead us to the next part of this story. Okay. <laughs> um. Found the granny. She's she's the she's the opossum with the prune. <laughs> she's like that. She's like that fucking squirrel from Animaniacs. <laughs> yeah. oh, slappy. Slappy dude. I could not remember the name. Okay. Um. So Lana, yeah, you're. Uh, you're just sort of overwhelmed by how crushed you are that you couldn't follow the Star Wars story. You thought it was your final chance to meet George Lucas. So you're not really paying attention. Uh, as as uh, Bill is taking a picture of the granny, he notices uh, something s- strange in the tree above, like close to the opossums. And he realizes that he probably should have seen it sooner because it's, uh, it's another man in a trench coat and fedora taking a picture of him taking a picture. Wait, who notices this? Oh you. shit! I turn, around, I turn, around, I turn around, and I'm like, "Hey, this is my story." Uh, the guy uh, will look like comically startled, and then fall from the tree, <laughs> shattering all the branches on the way down, and then picks himself up and just runs away. Just books. I'm gonna him. run, chase after him. 
I'm going to chase after him, too. I'm going to be like, come back, you George McFly. <laughs> okay. Both of you make action rolls. Uh, and let's see. Uh, Kent and Lana, do you got to follow? Yeah. Oh, so we, we actually witnessed this? Probably. You, the guy publicly, very publicly fell from the tree. <laughs> and then starts running away. Yeah, Kent's after him. Yeah. Lana's going to follow just to make sure the team doesn't all drown in the East River eventually. Okay. So we're all... Even though that's, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not near Central Park. I don't, I don't know anything about New York. I'm, I'm sorry, NYC listeners. Yeah, I don't know why I said this in New York. <laughs> I got a nine. I got a seven. I got an eight. Kent catches up to Bruce and Bill as they're chasing after this random guy. The guy uh, is running, running through Central Park. He gets to that like that part of Central Park that you see in movies where there's just a bunch of hot dog stands. There's just so many hot dog stands, and he knocks. He's knocking hot dog stands out of the way, pushing them over. He's hopping over him, leaping over him. You guys are dodging expertly. Kent does like a does like an impressive roll over one of the, the hot dog stands and is able to grab a hot dog in the process, stuffing it into his mouth. Uh, so, and then Lana, you're trailing behind and you are being much nicer about the hot dog stance. You're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, passing through New York Minute, hot story, sorry. Apologize, people. Uh, so that when the guy hops into a, inhales a cabbie real quick, uh, we see I'm going Bruce back to the Ken office. And Bill also hail a cabbie <laughs> and drive off, leaving Lana alone. I don't know where they went! <laughs> You don't want to be part of the story? Okay, I mean, if I hear that, then yeah. <laughs> Actually, Bill, did you uh, did you drive here? I, didn't, I forgot to ask. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I walked. I had to go. Oh, no, yeah, I did. I had to go to the bodega. Uh, <laughs> but it's like parked in an awkward spot because I I never pay for parking. Never. So we'll hop into, we'll have the, the, the boys hop into, uh, what was it? What was your car? No, it's a it wasn't pinto. a Dodge Dart it's anymore. A pinto. A pinto. We hop into a, a, a dangerous pinto, which has a bunch of parking tickets and tacked I, on and the I, front. And I yell hop and the, I go, and kick the car as I get in. <laughs> it doesn't start okay. unless you it's kick it. Salada finally trails up to the group. Bill, uh, and Bill is trying to start the car. It's revving, revving, revving. Lana gives it a furious kick. And starts the car and hops in as it's moving. And we're going to chase after this cab. Uh, somebody uh, give me an analysis roll. Darn, that's going to be another six. My rolls are just not doing great. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, driving down crowded New York City street, there's a lot of fucking cabs. <laughs> so a lot is looking out the window and her hair, her big hair is blowing in front of her face. And she's trying to keep track of the cab, but she can't. And the Pinto is uh, grinding to a halt and then starting stutter stop, stutter stop, stutter stop, stutter stop. And they're coming up to a coming up to a light, and uh, the cab uh, disappears into a sea of other cabs. Oh no! Am I in the car too? What cars are we in? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I want to jump out of the car the and then car. run after it, see if I can find it. All right, so. Uh, Give me, uh, give me an analysis roll then. As you're, as you're tapping, as as Bruce is going around tapping on all the all the cab windows, I'm trying to look in. Um, I oh, plus damn. One, so I got a seven. <laughs> okay, that's been slightly better. We're gonna we're gonna take it. Uh, oh, so you're tapping on all the all the cabby windows. You get in the classic New York. Hey, buddy, don't touch this cab. This cab costs more than your life. Uh, and then you get to uh, a final cab. Look through, and you see. 
that classic glasses and fedora and trench coat guy in the back. He sees you. You lock eyes for a minute. It's a sensual moment. No, it's not. It's, it's just a moment. And then he hops out of the back of the cab and runs down an alley. Uh, car people, are you following down that alley? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming you out. stayed in the car. What are you doing? After we see him leave the cab. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to park it at a screeching halt. Skirt. And I, I look at the I look at the meter maid and I'm like, "Don't you dare put a ticket on this motherfucker." <laughs> Damn, Bill. So, you're in the middle of 4th and Grand. What am I supposed to do with it? Shut the fuck up. Hey, fuck, fuck your mom. Fuck your mother. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay. While the NPCs and Bill are talking, <laughs> we're running. Uh, we'll see. Bruce is Bruce is Bruce is chasing down the guy in the alley first. You see the guy? <clears throat> it's seemingly a dead end. Of course, of course it is. Uh, and he, but he scales the fence in front of him and is able to latch onto a uh uh the, what, what do you call it? Fire escape. There we go. Latches onto a fire escape. Damn. He's able to climb. All right, up. Kent. <laughs> Kent. Do you Kent would also Bruce? like to Jackie Chan at this moment. All right, give me an action roll. And, and, and Bruce, do you want to do that? Do you want to analyze? Uh, I will help. Can I help him? Yeah, sure. I don't know if I so I will, <laughs> like, I'll, like, put my hands together so he can, like, jump up, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. I got a 10. Gotcha. Yeah, 10. Kent's a squirrely oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> how, how old is, is Kent? Uh, ambiguous. <laughs> 30s, maybe 40s. <laughs> Yeah. Could be a hard 30, could be a light 40. Okay, got it. Um, so uh, Bruce is going to uh, hoist Kent up, um, but Bruce is surprisingly strong for how gentle he is. <laughs> and so he flings you into the air, and you bypass the fence entirely and latch onto the fire escape and are able to climb up. Climb up. Uh, Lana, Haley, or Bill, what are you doing? Lana's going to look around and see if there's anything that she can spot that might be helpful. So that would be an analysis. There we go. That's going to be an eight. And I'm going to use my paparazzi skill. On a successful analysis roll, I see more than meets the eye. So what would you, de- would you define an eight as successful? Um, you're going to look in and see that um, building next to the, the fence and the fire escape, uh, there's like a, a little... Is that, the is that where the guy's open. headed? Okay. So you could go that way if you want. Storming after him, or right, yeah. So Bruce, uh, uh, I'll say because since you helped Kent, that's fine. Um, um, so the guy's going to. You'll see uh, Kent that the guy like disappears over yeah. the edge of the top uh, of the building. Kent will quickly hop over the ledge and get a lookout for him. You see that he is uh, now jumping over rooftops like Godfather style, or like like Jason Bourne style, jumping over rooftops. He's passing all the all the all the graffiti on top of the roofs. And he's he's uh, racing racing away from here. Do you yeah, dare Kent, make the leap? Like goes for it at the beginning, and then he quickly turns around and he starts jittering again. Uh, but then he turns around and see that the the lead is starting to further and further uh, as he goes. Uh, he's gonna go for uh, it, son of a bitch! <laughs> right. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go for it. Yeah, because Kent wants to get this dude. He's got he he has a feeling he knows who this dude is. Ooh, baby, uh, that's <laughs> that's a twelve. Clear the nice. gap. It's not that big of a gap. Uh, <laughs> clears the gap. He does a backflip while he does it. Uh, <laughs> he lands. And he chases after the guy on the roof. Uh, uh, let's cut to Alana and Bill. Uh, what do you, what's your guys' plan? Bill's going to find a, a crate, a milk crate to sit on. And uh, 
just wait for him to get done. I think at this <laughs> point, Bob is going to do the same. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, why don't you, one of you, uh, or both of you, both of you, make an analysis. I'm gonna, as I'm doing this analysis, we're all going to look at it and go, do you have any special interests? Shocking celebrities for my job. And then he's going to pull out, out of his Oh, that's pocket. a 10. Oh, shit, I got an 8. <laughs> ooh, wait, ooh, with that 10, can I use paparazzi? Okay, so uh, on a yeah, successful sure. analysis roll, I see more than meets the eye and can ask one of the following questions. Uh, who is in danger? What is being concealed here? What happened next? And what's my best bet? So, what's my best bet? Um, I think that, Lana, in your years of investigative journalism, you've had a few chases on your hands, and you know that uh, this chase isn't going to stop anytime soon until you, you, you chase him. But... You know that oftentimes the uh, person you're chasing, uh, you know, will falter. So it's always best to have an alternative to, to head them off. You okay. know, have an alternative route. What, what were you saying, Haley? I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, he pulls out of his wallet. He pulls out it, 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 where a baby picture should be. It's just a, it's just a baseball <laughs> card. He's like, these, these are the love of my life. You'll see it folds out into several other pictures <laughs> of baseball cards. It just folds and folds until it hits the hits the floor. Uh, and as as you're showing these to uh, Lana off your analysis, Earl Hadley, uh, <laughs> you see out of the corner of your eye, you see uh, the a sewer drain rattle a little bit, and you see what you think must be a giant turtle. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh. No, I just wanted to add the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into this if I could. Uh, all right, let's go back. I was going to say, to Bruce. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get a. I'm going to go get a, get him a slice of New York pizza. Bruce, are you making this jump? You see that Kent is, has crossed the roof rooftops and he's chasing after this this bad guy, or who Can you I assume is a bad guy from here? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's sort of making it. It's like a bunch of tight knit apartment buildings. I want to use together. technical. So I think, what if I? turn around and i see one of the windows there's like a garden there's like a garden like hanging off the window and there's a set of, there's a like a little vine of bell peppers so i pick one up and i'm like and i just look at it longingly like this is just like from my garden and i look at the guy and i just throw it <laughs> trying to from all the way across just peg him on the back of the head I, I, that's got to count as a technical thing. Yeah, do it. I'm used to handling bell peppers, of course. You're an expert at bell peppers, dude. <laughs> I guess it doesn't make a difference anyways. I got an eight. Okay. Uh, so you're going to hurl this bell pepper, and there's like angelic music playing <laughs> as it flies through the air. Just like those baseball movies with Kevin Costner. You're gonna so- it's going to soar and soar and then land right at- in the front of the guy walking. A uh, guy running away, and he's gonna look at it, and like turn back, and sort of mouth the world, mouth the words. Was that a bell pepper? <laughs> uh, the guys reach the edge of the rooftop here. Uh, Kent, what's your what's your go to here? You gotta try and reason with this guy, yeah. talk to this guy. You gotta you try, try yeah. tackle him. Kent's to the ground. gonna what's, try what's to find a way to corner the guy. He needs to get answers first. Okay, so. So Kent, you're gonna size up this guy menacingly as he's like reaching, reach the edge of the building. He's gonna slowly back away from you. It's a standoff. He starts to go left. You start to go left. He starts no, to go no, right. No, no. You start to go right. You both twirl in a <laughs> no circle getting away together. This time. I, uh, I'm on to you, buddy. And we 
flashback to earlier in the morning when Kent woke up and was reviewing uh, footage. Uh, he was watching some CCTV uh, footage around Kent's own house. And Kent's been noticing for the past months. Ever so slightly in the background, there's a guy in a fedora and glasses that's been following Kent around. You got it all wrong, man, the guy says. I was just taking pictures of possums. Okay? No, 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 no. We you guys know crazy that's and he started, all bullshit. He started chasing me. All right. We know that, A, opossums are nocturnal. So those motherfuckers shouldn't have been awake. And two, that Reagan replaced all the opossums in New York with surveillance cameras to keep an eye on us. Any good journalist knows that. Uh, just underneath the glasses, Kent, the guy sort of dons a wry smile. And he leaps off the roof. Uh, Kent's gonna try to rush over and then, you know, try to make the grab to save him. Uh, you look over the rooftop and you see that he is sliding down a storm drain, or whatever you call that thing. He's sliding down, his hands are burning, but he reaches the bottom safely and runs off. Let's cut back to, uh, uh, Lana and Bill. You guys still on milk crates? Damn right we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, the alternate route's a good thing to have. <laughs> um, but did did the storm drain actually move? What did we actually see? Yeah, no, did yeah, no, did the storm drain actually move? I'm saying that it would be behoove you to find an alternative route. <laughs> yeah, why do I need to know about alternate routes? To cut them off, people. To get to the top of this building. <laughs> to cut them off. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. That's what we thought the storm drain was for. <laughs> If you want to use that, do it. <laughs> watch this, watch this, ready? Lana, I think it would behoove us to see if there are any alternate routes so that we may cut off anybody who tries to get in and or out. Usually I tell you you're wrong about a lot of things, but I think you're right about this. <laughs> I don't usually come up with good ideas like this. This just came to me. Good job, Bill. <laughs> can, we, can we do an analysis of the area to see if there are any... Um, if there are any exits in and or out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just give it to you. Because um, yeah, you got a successful roll. You'll see that the uh, the fence that everybody's been climbing on isn't as stable as you think, as, as it looks. You see that w- there's like a flap on the side of it. And the flap leads to an alleyway. That, that deeper into the apartment complex. Say, Lana, there's this alley that goes deeper into the apartment <laughs> complex. All right. We should put a, a, a warning that this might be offensive to New York. <laughs> I mean, I completely got the location of the East River wrong. I think we've already ruined our reputation with them. People who have never been to New York do a podcast about people in New York. <laughs> going to follow Bill down the alleyway. Okay, follow him down the alleyway. Let's see. Uh, Bruce, after seeing the guy leap out the building, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'll catch up to him. <laughs> Kent, do you have any uh, plan of attack here? Are you going off the roof that way? or? <laughs> yeah, I feel Kent's a very monkey see, monkey do. Um, so once Bruce runs <laughs> over there, um, they're both going to look at the, the storm drain that let him slide down. Kent's going to look at Bruce and nod, and then hop over the edge and start sliding down. <laughs> okay, give me an action roll. See how you do. I'm going to die. Ooh, that's a four. <laughs> oh, that's a four. All right, so you're going to slide down a little bit. You're real confident. Your hands are starting to burn, though. Okay, you already <laughs> got another foot down. Ooh, your hands are really starting to burn. 
Oh, how did that guy do that? Uh, slide down a little bit, and then your hand hits a bump, and you're in midair. You're falling. You're falling <laughs> through midair. You know that this is going to hurt, so you brace yourself a little bit. Okay. Thankfully, underneath you as you walk, is one of those guys from the park, the hot dog guys. <laughs> Motherfuckers running through the park, hitting my hot dog stands over. I'm just an honest hot dog man. And then, boom, right through his umbrella. <laughs> Lance Kent. <laughs> And he's lying inside <laughs> of the hot dog cart comically, and he spits a hot dog out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, Bruce, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, um, I will, <laughs> I'll try and, if I can find like a, no, I'm not going to do a stupid, uh, never mind. I'm just going to go try and, try and um, find a ladder to go downward. Okay, uh. Could have you do an analysis roll, but no, it's fine. Um, I'll just have you go to the uh, other edge of the roof where there's uh, another fire escape because it's another apartment building, and we'll r- run down there. And at this point, we'll see uh, Lana and Bill emerging from the alleyway where you see the guy in the trench coat. Uh, see the guy running in the, tre- in the trench coat. Um, see him uh, uh, go up to one of the cars at the stoplight. And then politely open the door of the driver's seat and throw the driver out and jump into the car. To the Pinto! I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, Lana, we gotta get back to the Pinto! Lana, do you wanna get back to the Pinto or do you think you can find another another way? Lana's gonna nod and they're gonna go to the Pinto. Um, on your way back, you uh, notice a... <laughs> the Pinto in the middle of 4th Avenue. You see it at the end of the street, but before you get to the end of the street, you see uh, an oddly destroyed hot dog cart in the shape of someone you think you know. <laughs> The hot dog. Oh, you kidding me? You know how much it costs to have a hot dog cart in New York City? It's like going to the house. Uh, I, I'm gonna look at him and say, "Where'd they go?" I don't know what you're talking about, man. I, I, look at my hot dog cart. Can't, can't weakly sits up and goes, "Here, help me up. We'll, we'll go this way. Come on." Lana will help Kent up and get him to the pinto. The hot dog guy grabs Bill by the collar. Listen, man. You better be paid for this card. I don't know if you know this guy or not. You better give me something. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up my wallet. Uh, I think I got I got uh, I got ten bucks, which is thirty dollars <laughs> in in eighties. In the eighties. I don't know why you're explaining the exchange rate to me. I'm gonna shove it down his shirt and like, there you go. He he t- grabs the money out of his shirt and and shoves it back into your shirt. And he's like, listen, buddy, I, this guy's way more than... And he looks at your wallet that's still open. And he says, wait a minute. Wait, is that... Is that an original? That, yeah. How'd you know? I, it's New York. I love baseball. Everybody loves baseball. Listen. Yeah, this one's this one's super rare. Yeah, it is. And it's mine now. Give it to me. <laughs> if you want to make it out of here with your life. Uh, no. <laughs> make me. All right, Heather, you want to fight this guy? Or... <laughs> I'm gonna fight him. I'm not. I'm not gonna let him take my. Okay, give me card. an action roll. Uh, meanwhile, Lana and and Kent are dragging the guy. Are, Lana's dragging Kent back to the Pinto. I got a ten. Okay, Jesus Christ. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give him a, a good old left hook. I'm gonna give him a pop pop with two. I'm gonna give him two pops with my right hand, and I'm going to swing with a left, unexpected left hook. The guy falls directly out. back into his hot dog stand in the exact same position that Kent was a moment ago. You've assaulted a poor man. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, you guys run back to the car. Um, 
wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I'm gonna look at him and I'm gonna deliver one line. I'm gonna say, News flash, Bucko. Don't mess with the New York Minute news team. <laughs> Thank you. That's the trailer right there. Um, <laughs> as uh, Br- Bruce, as you're uh, finally descending this long winding uh, fire escape, um, you see you see the car. Uh, you saw the car uh, driving away on your way down, um, but you don't see any of your friends. Do you want to give me an analysis roll? Look around. Yeah, I'll see if I can find him. Nine. Nine. Well, wouldn't you know it, uh, as you're looking around, you don't see any of the members of the New York Minute. You do see a man uh, knocked unconscious inside of a broken hot dog machine. But you, you see, uh, parked along the, se- on the st- along the street, as if it was a car, a New York City police officer horse. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I want to go and try it. Try and communicate with it using sure, use technical, technical for that. <laughs> yes. To the Pinto. Oh <laughs> the Pinto callback. It worked. God damn it. I got a five. Did you already use your lady look? Oh, no, yeah, I didn't. Oh, well, I did, but it <laughs> doesn't say I really want you on this horse. <laughs> All right. But that it, it has double consequences if I lose. So... <laughs> I'll get killed by a horse if I lose right now. All right, I got a seven. All right, it's seven. It's a it's a mixed success. Uh, so, uh, you you communicate. Give me your. What do you communicate to this horse? I uh. Well, you you can't. You got to slowly walk up to the horse. You know, you can't startle it. And I move over and I start petting its mane. And I say, "Hey, horsey, I have to tell you something." I've been chasing after a man who disturbed the natural habitat of a North American opossum. As you may know, this is an outreach that I can't let go. I think that you and I, we're both the kind of people who would understand when action must be taken. And I try and jump, jump on, on top, top of, of the it. horse. All right, sweet. Uh, so the horse like rears back, but you're able to hold on. Um, but as the horse lands... Suddenly, on the sidewalk next to you is the police officer holding a cup of coffee from McDonald's. Uh... <laughs> and I go, <laughs> The horse races off after the car. The police officer says, looks at, looks at you, yes. looks at his coffee, takes a sip, slowly takes off his walkie-talkie and goes, Hey, Central, it happened again. Uh, we'll cut back to the, the Pinto with, it, with the, the trio now. I'm gonna get in the cab and say, follow that Pinto. You're not getting in your own car. <laughs> no, I'm getting in the car. Right. I just wanted to make the joke. Uh, Wait, I was gonna ask, who is driving the car? I assumed Bill, because it's his car, but uh if Lana, if you want to drive it, that's fine. <laughs> I'm sure the keys were still in the ignition. I mean, if Bill's getting in the car, he can drive it, but if Bill really wants to commit to the taxi, Lana will drive. No, I was, I was, it was just for the bit. It was a bad bit. <laughs> Lana um, again. But we're, I'm going to get in. I'm going to say, Lana, strike that car. Got to kick, kick the car and hop in. Reels back, kicks that car. All right. <laughs> Kent is nursing his, his wounds. Yeah, he's sprawled out in the back seat, uh, nursing a fully, a broken rib. Uh, do you want to roll an analysis for us? See if there's anything that can help you in the car. 
Bill has a very cluttered car. Sure, what does Bill have in his car for internal medicine? I got a six. You uh, you look around, you're looting through uh, all the garbage in his car, and you start to collect a bunch of different McDonald's wrappers, and you're like, you know what? And they start tying them together. Yeah. And you wrap it around your chest real tight. Hmm? This will have to do. Damn it, you're away. Wait, fuck, that's... Joker. I look at him. And I say, look at him. Care- I say, careful. Make sure you rip the Monopoly stickers <laughs> off of them first. I don't know if this promotion was back then, but I love the reference. People make a people make a podcast episode about New York, a place they don't know, in the 1980s, an era they didn't live in. All right, uh, <laughs> Looks like I'm going to Mac tonight. That was the slogan in, of McDonald's back in the 80s. I, I, I have seen those Okay, ads. so we're going to see... We're going to cut to, a, like, a montage now of Bruce riding... Oh, no, not Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah. Bruce riding the, the police horse across the city. We see him with, like, comical shots of him stopping and looking at, at pedestrians and going, like, you know, hey, did you go this way? Do you see a car? <laughs> Left, right. And people be like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Guy on a horse. And uh, then we'll see the police officer chasing after him. And he'll be like, oh, and he rears the horse and goes keeps, keeps going. Uh, we'll see... Uh, uh, we'll see Lana looking out the window, pulling back her big hair, trying to follow this cop car, uh, trying to follow the stolen car. And wouldn't you know it, as uh, the sun begins to set <laughs> on a full day of chasing this random guy throughout the enti- throughout New York City. Uh, finally, both the Pinto and the Pinto arrive at the steps of the Plaza Hotel. <laughs> uh, that was a good way to spend 12 hours, people. Now, you see, also, the, the, the same car, the same stolen car, parked outside of the Plaza Hotel. And can only assume that it was all leading you here, baby. We, and we got a story, too. Maniac steals horse from officer in Central Park. Yeah, but that maniac was one of our own. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, he allegedly stole the horse from Central Park. That's better. So you guys, uh, I assume, uh, all meet up together? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Park the horse, park the pinto. Wait a a second, wait a second. Did Dennis have time to, like, fix his wound? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I've been sitting in the backseat of the car for, like, the past six hours, so I think I'm a little better. Are we presenting Dennis to the, the Plaza Hotel with a McDonald's wrapper, like a... Like a fucking, like, ammo belt from, like, Star Wars? Well, you, uh, you bring a very good point, Hadley. Um, uh, L- Lana, how about you make a make an analysis roll real quick? Uh, looking at the looking at the building. Uh, the building at well, the Plaza Hotel is, like, your classic, like, gothic architecture of New York City. Huge, huge, sprawling building. Uh, at the front of the, the uh, hotel at the moment, you see that they're is several guards and tuxedos, and you see a lot of fancily dressed people. Uh, I rolled an eight. <clears throat> and Lana specifically, Lana specifically uh, knows that uh, this this specific fundraiser requires a certain attire, even to get in the door. So <clears throat> we'll have to figure that one out. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my blazer at Kent to cover up the McDonald's wrapper. Yeah, Kennel put it on. They're the same size, actually. Um, and he kind of admires the very large shoulder pads. <laughs> nice. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, what's your guys' plan of attack here? You're going in the front door, trying to figure out some other way? Splitting up, staying as a team? Let's get, uh, press badges. I think we have those on ours, yeah. So we'll just, we'll go to the front to try to, yeah, so we'll try to use our credentials to get inside. I mean, I think I said before, they don't work at the Tonys, so they might work here. All right. Um, so we'll see, uh, <laughs> you all approach together up to the, up to the front. So you see, uh, as you're entering in, you'll see that there's a, a red carpet that's been draped in front of the, the outside of the hotel and like leads like inside the hotel. And you'll see that there's a, a hotel staff straightening the carpet, um, in, even though it's impossible because it's, it's on a curve. And they're trying to like press it down, press it down. You see people being given gift bags as they enter. And then uh, as you try to follow through in the front door, you're stopped by the hand of a large security guard who looks oddly like Dolph Lundgren. Fan casting. Excuse me. Uh, you guys coming in here? We're press. Let us see. With the New York Minute, and I'm going to smile and hold up my badge. And Can I make a general influence roll? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to get in. This is a kawaii roll? It's a kawaii roll. <laughs> kawaii roll, dude. That's a nine. Pretty good. Well, the, uh... Well, the only press that's been cleared to come in here is the New York Times. Uh, what, what, what's, your, what's your problem? You can't understand? Yeah, Times? Minute? Come on, boo. We're under the same umbrella. Well, you see, the only one of you that's dressed even remotely close to how people are meant to be at this event is her. So she gets to come in. The rest of you can fuck off. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'd like to... I'd like to... I've got... I think I have a... I think I've got a... Um, um. <laughs> Damn it! I don't have anything. I don't. I can't even use my midlife crisis on this guy. You can use your baseball cards. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no! You just choose to I, fight I, people. Alana, uh, do you want to go in by yourself? Uh yes. Uh, so D- Dolph, well, <laughs> I'll stretch his hand and kindly let Lana into the building. Once I'm in, I will find a way to get the rest of my team in. Uh, somebody going to give me, uh, one of you three, uh, the, the boys, do you want to give me an analysis roll? Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Nine. Nine, nice. So, Reese, you're going to see um, a little ways off um, of the steps. You'll see a, a, cup, uh, a guy, one of, the, one of the hotel staff, smoking a cigarette on his break. I'll, uh, I'll go up to him, and I'll um, look at his, at his clothes, and I'll say, excuse me. Do you have a cat at home? <laughs> I notice there's random stretches of fur all over you. Um, yeah, I, I do have a cat. I didn't think that it was that bad, though. Um, geez, that's embarrassing. That's all right. Look, let me take you into the dressing room. Let's let's fix you up. Hey, come on. Hey, let's f- get this guy a new set of uniforms. Okay, come on. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> no, I'll uh, I'll take them with me, and I like we're part of the. <laughs> Staff, I don't know. <laughs> Through the front door. <laughs> um. Well, where was this guy? He was on the side. Yeah, yeah. You'll see that there's um, a there's an employee entrance sticking out of the. <laughs> yeah, the so we'll try and go around to the employee entrance. I assume we're or at least wearing like suits from like the office, right? Yeah, you're wearing your beat up New York suits. They got holes in them. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I'll, I'll pretend we're like um some of the managers of the event. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> Can I can I Sorry. knock a guy out? 
tie him up, and then take his clothes. We can certainly get there. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna take this this poor cat haired ridden <laughs> uh, employee into the side of the building. He's sort of like, um, I. Are you guys supposed to be inside? I I, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to get fired. Are you? Um. So we're inside. You're you're in the precipi- precipice of going inside. Okay. I, it just seems weird. I, there's three of you. Who are you? I... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at him. And go. We're the New York Times, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an actual. roll. <laughs> got a seven. It's a partial success. <laughs> so, you punch the guy in the face, <laughs> and he sort of looks at you like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh, I think you broke my fucking nose. Oh! Can I, can I swing it? Can I try to knock him out? Oh, Anybody want to help her? Just let uh, Bill do it. Yeah. I'll, no, I don't. Yeah. I like cute animals and plants. I don't know if I want to like yeah, attack it. Kent's squarely. He'll punch. That's you. not your character. Uh, Kent, give me an action roll. <laughs> Kent sees action. Kent does action. That's a 13. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah, uh, Christ. You, so the guy's like holding his nose and he look, looks up to, to, looks up back at, to, uh, God, your names. Looks up back to Bill. To, Bill. to Kent. And Kent's gone. Kent's suddenly behind <laughs> the guy. And he puts him in a Nothing sleeper hold. Kid. Uh, and he <laughs> puts a sleeper hold, chokes him out. And as he's choking him out, uh, the guy's like fighting free. His vest falls loose. Uh, to the ground, and where you gonna leave him outside? Where you gonna, where you gonna put him? Uh, <laughs> in the supply closet. Yep. So you guys go through the employee entrance, which is essentially just a long hallway that leads to a very cluttered locker room. You gotta stuff him in the supply closet. You <laughs> gotta stuff him in the supply closet. I'll take his uniform. Take his uniform. Okay. Take his uniform. Uh, let's uh, let's have then Kent give you an analysis roll of the the room. Yeah. And that is an eleven. Um. So you see, uh, in this in this room, you see this room. You see all all, all the all the things that you would see in a, in a in a normal hotel. There's extra towels, uh, you know, extra toothpaste, soap, hand sanitizer, all those things. But you also see that there's in one of the closets, there is uh, what appears to be a full security outfit, uh, like. With with a company with like the radio and everything, and uh, then you also see there's a few like scattered employee outfits still still left in one of the lockers as well. Uh, yeah, Kent's gonna put on the security one and throw uh, the general employee gotcha. one to Bill. There we go. Okay, let's go back to to Lana. Lana, yeah, you're sort of led inside by Delph, uh, and he's like leading you down the down the red carpet into the ballroom in which the uh, fundraiser is being held. You see, it's a big sign that says. Inner City School Reform, South Bronx, brought to you by the WedTech Corporation. Uh, and you're walking with Dolph, and Dolph is like leading you into the ballroom. Do you want to go in the ballroom? Yeah. Okay. Press is, uh, is in the back. You're allowed one drink, and uh, you can have some of the hors d'oeuvres, but it's a little frowned upon in the industry, just so you know. But, uh, you know, welcome. Please don't cause any trouble. I'll try my best, and I'm going to go take my free drink. <laughs> You go, you go inside and you see it is this large room full of only white people. White people as far as the eye can see. Uh, and it's sort of like that scene from uh, 
from uh, the fugitive <laughs> where they're all gathered in that the ballroom except except uh, Harrison Ford's not there yet to say y- y- you changed the samples um um as you walk in you uh, see there is a uh, you recognize a few uh, give me an analysis rule give me an analysis rule all right that will be an eight um so you see a few uh, faces in the crowd that you recognize you see um sort of closer to the stage you see Leslie I know to avoid them because I like my because I want to keep my job yeah Leslie's sort of uh closer up towards the like raised raised stage area you see that he is already through two bottles of wine at least okay now I feel a little bit better he might be too drunk and he is accompanied by uh a man that you have never seen before but you assume maybe it's one of his friends, quote unquote. Uh, and then also around, like the table across from him, you see uh, the mayor of New York, Edward Koch, uh, also with uh, a man you have, don't recognize. Um, but up on you stage. Ed Koch? Ed Koch. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Ed Koch. Uh, I only know that because of John Mulaney. Uh, Vatual, mayor of New York, 1981. Just reelected, actually. Anyway. Actually, he's about to be reelected. Oh, God. I told the future. Um up on stage, you see uh, a a woman in a bright crimson red dress, and she's got her hair done up like uh, like uh, uh, oh god, what's that famous uh, war picture? Fuck, <laughs> I had it on the tip of my tongue. Now it's kind there's the Riveter. She's got her hair like super American. Rosie Riveter <laughs> could have just said oh, that. Victory. Rose? Yes, yes, she's got him up like that, um, and she's in the middle of a speech, which I will now go into. It was like the moon now. Nothing but mineral. Their wood had been consumed, and their stone crashed down. Some walls still stood, but windows and roofs were gone, and there was nothing inside except for ashes and dollops of melted glass. That description I was reading is Kurt Vonnegut's description of Dresden after the bombings in February 1945. And it is the same description attributed to the South Bronx by a new station in this country only a few months ago. Their community needs help. And it's clear that the people living there do not have the means or the desire to do it themselves. It's not the, is it not the duty of Americans to help their fellow man? In a city where the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center stand so high and noble in the clouds, how can we allow so many to be mired in the dirt? Thank you, and I, and I hope that you will consider donating tonight. Uh, especially you, Mr. Koch. <laughs> scattered, scattered applause from the, from, the, from the crowd. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I want to sneak toward the stage. Towards the stage? You want to go in the ballroom? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you guys agree? Can uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, you're gonna head towards the stage. So you're heading back through like the back alleys of I guess not back alleys, back hallways of the of the hotel, and you're gonna enter in from the opposite door uh, and of where Alana entered. And as you enter, uh, give me an analysis roll, Bruce. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Seven. Uh, you see Leslie. You see the the mayor of New York. Uh, and then you see a you see a fedora sitting in the crowd at a table close to you, but you can't make out if it's the guy. <laughs> There's lots of people wearing hats. Okay. Do you approach? I want to point that guy out to the other two, and then sneak toward the stage. <laughs> You're going to the stage. <laughs> yes. He's got his own fucking agenda. <laughs> uh, Kent? Bill? Yeah, let's, yeah. let's fucking go yeah, for it. Yeah, we're gonna keep on heading towards the fedora. Heading closer and closer to the stage? I'm heading towards the fedora. <clears throat> towards the fedora? Okay. 
Um, as you get closer and closer to the door, uh, let's have uh, Bill. How do you do an analysis roll? Um, I am keeping watch for anything suspicious. Gotcha. Any suspicious roll, characters. Then. Ten. Nice. <laughs> you see, towards the back of the room, you see uh, somebody you recognize, and it is the uh, and it's the editor in chief of the rival newspaper in the same building, which I haven't named yet. What? The New York Times. Well, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's the fucking <laughs> New York Times. <laughs> you see the editor in chief of the New York Times. And you see the next to him. You see a guy in a fedora and sunglasses and a trench coat. <laughs> um, uh, and they're conversing. Oh, shit. Um, can I see Lana? Not Lana. Fucking. Yeah. Can I see Sarah? Yeah. Hey, man, yeah, same person. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, she's a. You can see I, Lana, I, the character in the I, game. I just completely switched Sarah and Lana for a second. <laughs> in real life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you see her? She's across the room, um, sort of. Uh, a little bit closer to to, to them than you are, uh, but she's sort of just paying attention to the stage as somebody else goes up and gives another speech about the state of America. How close is Lana to this trench coat guy? A couple feet. Why? <laughs> I'm, I want. Did, did she already notice trench coat I guy? I don't. Yeah, I don't think I have. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pretend like uh, I'm I'm bringing her some extra food or something. I don't know. And I'm gonna go up to her and be like, trench coat, six o'clock. Lana's gonna try to stealthily sneak a look behind her. Uh, Bruce, what are you doing? Um, I want to get to this to the microphone <laughs> and announce announce Do to it. everyone. <laughs> attention, attention, everyone! The northern white rhinoceros has been added to the endangered species list. Immediately, <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> exactly. Now, if we can get funding from as many people as possible, we can ensure that we can raise the amount of rhinos in captivity right now and raise the standards of living for all of them. A bunch of scattered businessmen start to start to rise, start walking out. This is a hit piece. We should have never come here. Should have never come to these charity events. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, and you see uh, Dolph appear <laughs> at the back of the building, and he points to you across the room. I told you not to cause any trouble. So, so I want to use friends and family. It's when your allies are endangered, you get a plus one forward to help them. So I'm going to try using my plus oh, one. You're in danger, Marcus. Not us. <laughs> oh, no. No. My allies are endangered. The rhinos. So I'm going to use my plus one to help them to, to jump. Yeah, to run back to the microphone help the rhinos? and steal it. I'm going to use my plus one and try and run back to the microphone and, and well, jump out of their <laughs> hold, basically, and run back to the microphone and take it with me and run. You want to take the microphone with you? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Uh, so, in the back of the room, uh, we'll see Kent approach the guy with sunglasses, the guy with the fedora in front of him. <clears throat> And he pulls out the fedora, and the guy turns around. And it is clearly not the guy that he's after. It's a very elderly old man. Oh, give me back my hat. Uh, uh, Kent's just going to play it off, pretending it's a security detail. Uh, sorry, got some uh, suspicious reports around here. My, 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 my bad. Here, 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 have that. He's like, oh, I know how this goes. And he goes down, and he kneels completely prostrate on the ground and puts his hand behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, and then all the commotion of everybody getting up. Uh, the, the editor in chief of the New York Times gets up, and the guy with our, our, our main mysterious man turns around and he makes eye contact with Bill. He opens up his trench coat and reveals one of the baby possums from the park, and he throws it at Bill's face. <gasps> oh, no. And runs I'm off. Gonna, I'm gonna try and catch it. Uh, give me an extra roll, I guess. <laughs> an, an extra. Uh, <laughs> damn it! I got a six. Uh, so you're gonna uh, catch the possum, but it is right in front of your face, and it latches on and starts scratching. Trench coat guy is gonna run uh, through the through the through the crowd through the confusion uh, right past Lana. I'm gonna chase him down. Bill can deal with the possum. I'm sure he'll be fine. Okay, so you run into the lobby of uh, uh, in the guy the trench coat uh, runs to the elevator, and he runs to the elevator, and the door is shutting, and there's a, a random man. Uh, walking into the elevator with him, another guest of the hotel, and he's, you run up to the elevator. It's about to close. The man who walked in the elevator holds open the door, and it's Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> Do you me. get in the elevator? <laughs> Facing Donald Trump. Yes. Go, going up? <laughs> Are you going up? She's going to go in, stone-faced. <laughs> All right, so you go in. Quietly, and the uh, man in the trench coat is in there. It's a very crowded elevator. Uh, Donald Trump's in front, and you uh, sort of shimmy your way to the back and, and are next to the uh, strange trench coat guy. Do you want to say anything? No, but I am going to keep an eye on him. Okay. Uh, we'll cut back to the uh, the chaos inside of the ballroom. Uh, <laughs> Bill is wrestling with a possum, scratching his face, <laughs> screaming in pain. Uh, Kent, do you want to help him out? <laughs> nah. All right. <laughs> what's your goal, too? Do you see the? I want to help, but am I being ushered out, or what's happening? Yeah, you're being a, you're being a, you're being detained by Dolph at the moment. Um, Ken, what's oh, your goal, too? No. <laughs> uh, Kent's gonna leads are bust right now, so uh, he's gonna go outside and have a smoke. <laughs> but you don't want to, you don't want to help Bill. Okay, got it. Yeah, uh, he he'll figure it out. <laughs> okay, Kent's done with the day. Uh, and then we got Bruce. Bruce, uh, if, you can, if you want to try and break away from this group, uh, All right, cool. Um, now, since I'm helping my allies, the rhinos. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I got a three, but I'm going to trust Lady Luck. Dolph is going to break you in half. Oh, damn it. Oh. I got an eight. Yes. You got an eight. Okay. <clears throat> um, so you're able, you're, as you're wrestling with Dolph... You're able to uh, back him closer and closer to the edge of the stage until you're able to, like, hip-check him over your shoulder, and he lands right directly onto Leslie's table. Leslie <laughs> looks down at his at the chatter table and the broken wine glass in his hand and say, You get your story yet? <laughs> and I'm going to point to Bill holding the opossum. <laughs> and I... <laughs> We've Is anyone ripping the possum off my we've face? We've found all that matters in this Is city. anyone ripping the possum off my face? <laughs> no. <laughs> nobody's helping you, Bill. It's, it's still attacking him. And, and then Leslie's going to be like, oh yeah, the possum story. Oh yeah, really, really great stuff, guys. And then we'll cut to Lana uh, in the elevator, and the elevator door opens at the top floor. Donald, Donald Trump gets out. <laughs> and goes, I'm a big dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump definitely... 
Lana's going to make Metzl note of that right up later. Elgin definitely farts on his way out of the elevator, but he doesn't, he acts like nobody, nobody did it. <laughs> um, and as the elevator is open, the guy, uh, the, the trench coat guy, rushes out of the elevator and uh, down, down, a hall, down a hallway. I'm chasing him down. Chasing him after him. And he goes up, he, so he bursts through a service door and climbs up a ladder. And I assume you climb up after him. <laughs> Doing all this at stilettos because that's what you do when you're a lady in an 80s movie. <laughs> okay, well, she climbs up the ladder and you get to the top of the roof. And finally, you have the man cornered at last. He goes to the edge of the uh, edge of the roof and he, he's uh, sort of next to uh, one of, like a extended chimney from one of the suites. If it looks like he's gonna try it, I like making an escape lot, it's gonna go, not this time. <laughs> Lana, do you have anything to say to this man? Not until we, not until I ask a couple questions. <sighs> you New York minutes, freaks. Any other newspaper magnet would have would have stopped. I guess that's why they say you're the hottest gossip magazine in New, in New York. We track down anyone who tries to scoop our stories. What were you doing at the park? I was getting the biggest story of them all. The story of the life endangering members of the gossip magazine the new york minute that's right baby he takes off his glasses and his hat and fedora and his trench coat and he stands there like you're supposed to recognize him i have no idea who you are <laughs> I, I chuck connors from the new york times i'm the the lead reporter at the new york times no you don't you don't read my stuff no you're our biggest I rival why i wrote that hit piece about you guys in the paper this morning? Ah, damn it. All right, well, joke's on you, because the New York Times always wins, baby. Uh, and he's gonna go behind, the, uh, reach behind the chimney and reveal a jetpack. <laughs> Tucked behind the chimney. He tucks it on his shoulders, and he leaps off the roof. I wanna take off my shoe and throw it at the jetpack. You throw the shoe at the jetpack just as he leaps off the roof. Give you an action roll. I like how an hour ago we were like, no, the Ninja Turtles aren't real in this universe. That would be dumb. <laughs> but jetpacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a 12. Nice. That's a 12. <laughs> the shoe strikes the back of the jetpack in the midair, and the jetpack starts to sputter, as it probably would have done anyway. But <laughs> as he falls... Flat falls all the stories of the Plaza Hotel, all 24 stories, and lands flat on the pavement right in front of of Kent as he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I just killed our biggest rival. Uh, so Kent, Kent, you witnessed a man die. Do you have anything to say to this? <laughs> what am I? Nah, doing? he saw it a lot in Nam, so. <laughs> he just continues smoking. Flat on the pavement right next to Kent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as this, as it falls out of the, as the, the, he hits the pavement and Kent is oblivious, is uh, ambivalent to the whole situation. We see uh, Bill and Bruce dragged out of the, of the front of, uh, of the Plaza Hotel and thrown out of the street like uh, people staying too late at a bar. And as they land on the pavement, uh, the uh, security guards see the, the the bloody body and start immediately calling the police. Uh, and just as they're and pushing past them is, of course, a drunken Leslie. Good work, 
Good work. You made us look like a bunch of assholes. Yeah, I never understood why you thought we were ever not assholes. We were already that. You know what? And he reaches into his jacket pocket, pulls out a flask, downs it for a second. You know what? That's a good idea. You know, we were just doing our jobs, and the New York Times caused all the chaos. Yo, we'll, we'll spin it on him. It's a spin piece. Yeah? Yeah? And he'll, like, jump up and down excitedly. <laughs> At this point, we'll see Lana uh, descend from the, from the elevator and exit out in the street and see the crushed body of, of, her, of her rival. Oh, no. What have I done? That's right. All right. Uh, L- Lana's just thousand-yard stare. Leslie no pulls, pulls Lana into a hug and says, You did great. You did great. <laughs> you took out our biggest competition. All right, kids. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Before, before I forget, okay? It's after midnight. I'm, I'm about to turn back into a pumpkin. Okay, listen to Leslie. I don't care. Whatever story you guys were chasing before. Throw out all the story. Throw out the Star Wars story. Throw out... Uh, what was that? Tron? <laughs> Uh, Tron is real. Tron is real. Okay. I, I'm still thinking about that one. I still don't get it. Uh, uh, it's real. Tonight. At the, you didn't think I was just going to this charity event because I love the Republicans so much, huh? Huh? You know better of Leslie, right? Seriously, I'm not Republican. I'm the opposite of Republican. Anyway. Uh, tonight, I met with a source. Okay? Do you want to know his name? Uh, yeah. Sure. Well, it's pretty fucking rude, because I thought I was in charge of things. I'm Leslie Bogdanovich, okay? I've worked in every newspaper in this fucking city. And I, I, I fucked an entire generation of closeted fathers, okay? Anyways. Listen, listen. <laughs> Tonight, I met with a source who told me about the Fort Knox of government conspiracies. What do you kids know about the October surprise? And we'll cut for this episode today as the camera pans out from this horrible little news team in this bloodied streets of the Plaza Hotel as the sirens <laughs> round the corner and we see the horse that Bruce was riding earlier, nay, and finally the exhausted cop <laughs> rushing up to meet this horse. He pets the mane of the horse. <laughs> we'll zoom out of the city, zoom out even farther, and we see on top of the Plaza Hotel a figure standing lit by the moonlight. A figure wearing a cowboy hat? And a bandana? Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.